All right, well, surprise spoiler number one, we're not actually going outside, so. <laughs> so but you get to go outside anyway, and is that clock right? <laughs> A half hour. I couldn't see the other one. It's so good to see you all. Happy holidays. Oh, let's do it again. Happy holidays. holidays. There we go. We got the kids here. Come on. So years ago, probably about eight years ago, when I was in school, when I was still training to become a minister, I was part of what was called a formation group, which is really just a fancy word for a class. There were a bunch of us all learning together. And we were a small class. We were about seven people in an interfaith group, people from different religions all learning together. And one day, one of the members of that class, my friend David, came in really frustrated. David had been working that morning in a hospital. He was a chaplain. And he was visiting a woman he'd never met before who was in the hospital for a long stay. And they got to talking for a while, and eventually the woman noticed that David was wearing a wedding ring. And she said, oh, you're married. Tell me about your wife. Well, this was awkward because David is gay. He doesn't have a wife. He has a husband. And he was there that morning to be this woman's chaplain. And from a few things she'd said already, he guessed she was probably on the more conservative side of things. And he thought maybe outing himself as a man with a husband wouldn't have served the reason he was there to provide her spiritual support. So he found a way to just change the subject. He said something like, oh, we're not here to talk about me and my marriage. And he moved on. But by the time David got to our group that afternoon, he was pissed. (laughs) He was irritated. He said, why am I the one who always has to explain myself? Why am I the one who has to feel different all the time and unwelcome? And he said to all of us, I know you guys care and I appreciate it, but it is really hard to be the only one here who has to deal with this. I still remember David's body language. He was shrunk back with his shoulders hunched in his chair. He was crumpled up. He looked small. I remember the look on his face, how pained and alone he seemed. And I'll never forget what our group's facilitator or teacher did. With total compassion and care for David... He then said to us all, it's hard being the only one, isn't it? It's hard being the only one. Has anyone else ever been the only one? Yeah. After a little while, my friend Chris piped up. He said, you know, I'm the only black person in this group. Actually, in most of my classes, I'm the only person of color at all. It is hard. And then my friend Anne said, at my rabbinical school, I'm usually the only woman in my classes. Nobody else seems to think about that. And I said, so I'm the only child in my family, and I don't have any cousins. 
I'm the only person my age in my family. There's almost nobody who gets what that's like. And my friend Tammy said, I notice all the time how much older I am than the rest of you. I'm a second career student, maybe third career. I'm definitely the only one over 65 in most of my classes. And our teacher, again, with such compassion for all of us in a way that didn't make any of us feel more alone, but reminded us that we were here to see each other and support each other. He said, we probably all know what it's like in some way to be the only one. And what we all know is that it's not easy. Someone I know posted this on Facebook recently. It says, me trying to fit in with the other moms. (laughs) Some of you know who that is. This is the movie we'll be talking about on Tuesday. On the left, that's Buddy the Elf, all six foot three of him in the North Pole with all the tiny, delicate little elves. He sticks out like a sore thumb. And maybe the grown-ups in the room remember this feeling here on the next slide. Nope, sorry, one more. Oh my God, I hope my friends don't find out I own a jacket, (laughs) said middle schoolers. (laughs) How embarrassing. (laughs) I remember for me, it was hats. I can't wear a hat. Mom, nobody wears a hat. (laughs) Which was true for like the six people I was friends with for a year and a half or so in middle school. And that was what mattered to me because those were my people and I just wanted to belong, to feel connected, to be together, not to be on the outside looking in. These angels we've been talking about in this message series for the holiday, angels are just another word, right? For anyone who shows up and reminds us what love is, what belonging is. There are places and people in this world who will not remind us of that, who will not be home for us. And there are places and people who will and who are. This is a time of year we celebrate stories that remind us that everybody belongs. We celebrate Jesus, the teacher who brought every outsider he met, all the people that society hated and were afraid of, he brought them into the circle. He told them they were children of God. We celebrate the Hanukkah story, where the Jews, after generations of being put down and shut out, found their place again in the temple and saw that victory recognized with a miracle We celebrate Kwanzaa, recognizing African-Americans in this country who said, you know what, we have been pushed aside and pushed down for too long. Our culture is beautiful and powerful, and we are going to honor it and tell our own stories about who we are. Each of these holidays reminds us that nobody else gets to decide whether we belong in this human family or not. All of us were created to belong. And if we can't figure out just yet exactly where or with who 
Well, maybe we need to go a little bit outside, outside our own heads, outside our stories, outside the expectations who other people tell us to be, to find that place where maybe joy and love will be made real for us. On Tuesday night on Christmas Eve, we are going to be talking about this guy here on the right. We're going to be talking about Buddy the Elf. Buddy could not figure out where he fit in, right? He was raised as a human in the elf world, and he didn't fit in there. So then he went to New York City, to the human world, and it was pretty clear he didn't fit in there either. Buddy had a human brother, that kid on the left there. Oh, no, sorry, stay there. The kid on the left. No, go there. Yes. (laughs) A human brother named Michael. And you can kind of get a sense there. At first, Michael was super embarrassed by Buddy because Buddy was weird, right? I mean, Buddy was kind of legit weird if you've seen the movie. If you have seen it, you might remember that next slide, that this was Buddy's favorite meal. It was spaghetti with maple syrup poured on top and crumbled up candy and M&Ms. I mean, that's a meal that hits two of the four elf food groups, right? Candy, candy canes, candy corn, and syrup. You got candy and syrup right there. But Buddy, despite all the ways he didn't fit in, he definitely knew how to look for the places where joy and love could be made real. Buddy was walking hashtag ordinary praise, like we say here at Wellsprings, right? I love smiling. Smiling's my favorite. Good news, I saw a dog today. I say that. (laughs) He brought his own flavor. He brought the ways that he was different to the world around him. And it turns out that in that story, just like in all of our stories, there were some people in the world who needed somebody who was different the way he was different. The ways he was different made some people's lives better. So inspired by a buddy and by his brother, Michael, we're going to spread around a little bit of our own joy this morning with an activity to close out today's message. Miss Carol is somewhere. There she is. She's rounded up a couple volunteers to help with this. They're going to pass out sheets of paper and pens for everybody here. So when it comes around to you, come on. It's time. When it comes around to you, make sure that you take a sheet of paper and a pen. And if you have a pen in your purse or something like that, you can grab a pen that way. And when you get your piece of paper and your pen, bless you, what I'm going to ask you to do is to share one thing that brings you joy this time of year. One thing that brings you joy this time of year. If you can't write... Maybe somebody nearby will help you write it out. Or you could draw. You're going to share one thing that brings you joy this time of year.
be honest. It doesn't matter if it seems silly or if it's profound or if it's totally random. It should be something that you won't mind being read out loud because some of these might be read out loud. One thing that brings you joy this time of year. And if you can't think of something, that's fine. Do you. You can write nothing, too. Don't worry, you'll still get to play with all of us in a minute. Anybody need paper? One thing that brings you joy this time of year. I'm going to write mine. All right, has everybody who wants to written something down? One thing that brings you joy. See a couple people still writing. You guys didn't do it? Come on, get some paper. (laughs) That's okay, you can still play too. Here you go. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. So has everybody who wants to write finished writing now? Say yes. yes. I heard a no. Give it a second. All right. So everybody put down your pens, put them to the side, take your piece of paper just like this, and crumple it up. We're going to have a snowball fight. (laughs) Now hold on one second, there's some ground rules, all right? You're going to have one minute for the snowball fight. One minute. If a snowball comes your way, you can throw it back. You can throw it to the front, the back, the side. But watch your arms and elbows, okay? Take care of the people around you. I'm going to count you down from three. You can stand up if you want. You can spread out. And when I say stop, in a minute, you have to stop, okay? All right, ready? Three, two, you went early. One, go! Wow, you guys are terrible at following rules. And by you guys, I mean the adults. (laughs) Woo, thank you. Okay. (laughs) 
All right, wait a second. So everybody probably has a snowball somewhere near them. So pick up a snowball, make sure the people around you, make sure everybody has a snowball. Who doesn't have a snowball? I got three. Here you go. Oh, well, now I don't have any. Here you go. (laughs) It's okay. I don't need one. I'm good. No. All right. Open it up. Unfold it. And just take, take a moment to read it for yourself. So whatever is written on that paper in front of you, that's someone else's joy. It might be something that brings you joy too. Maybe it's an offering of something you've forgotten about. Maybe it's a reminder that somebody else feels just like you do this time of year. Who has something in front of them that they'd like to read out loud? Shout it out. Yeah. Baking food for friends and family. Baking food for friends and family. What else? Trevor? Your family. Or the person's family. My family. You got your own. What's the other one say, Trevor? Snow. What else? Making cookies with mommy. What else? Yeah, Ava. What's yours? The magic in my grandchildren's eyes. What else? Yeah. Did everybody get that? Christmas day, no shower. I love that. (laughs) Christmas movies, my family all day. Yeah, Terry. I learned something new today. Cat stacking when I'm relaxed in a chair and two cats cuddle up on me. Let's end with cat stacking. I feel like I should be singing raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, right? So this week and this month and all throughout our lives, let's remember to give our energy to these things. Let's trust these things that bring us joy. That is what those blessed outsider angels in our lives teach us. We don't have to follow anybody else's script. We get to choose. We decide to put our attention and our energy and our hearts on the people and the places that remind us love and joy and belonging are here for us too. Amen. And may you live in blessing. Let's take a moment to pray together. God of our hearts, holy presence that doesn't discriminate, that we can imagine as an unsurpassable love, a love that reaches down into holes and caves, that reaches us when we are sad and scared, a love that because we can imagine it, maybe is out there somewhere. 
maybe Israel. May we find moments this week to remember that love with a capital L, to connect to it, to trust that it is here for us too. And may we remember all the little ways all around us, the snowflakes and the cats and the pajamas all day that remind us that it's here. For these prayers I've spoken and the prayers each of these people carries on their hearts, we say amen.